It can feel stressful, even terrible at times. And uh, and so we've been giving this teaching on the on the five khandas, the five aggregates or components. You could also say five components of of what makes up what we call uh, me. And this is like this is like a wisdom teaching that's pointing to the you know the well the, what what we take to be real and uh, while when we take it to be real things get complicated and difficult and then bringing ways to look into that to investigate that in in uh, in order to see. That it's not as real as we first assume, and those aggregates—they're not. So there's nothing wrong with them. We're not supposed to be trying to get rid of them or anything like that. But we're letting go of the clinging, learning to let go of the clinging. So, um, 
it's the it's the, the attachment and the clinging that, that gives us the dukkha. And then there's the, the heart practices, the, the expansive practices, metta, karuna, mudita, upeka, and uh, generosity, um, I think uh, sila in a way comes into sila, sila um, like ethics or morality that covers both wisdom and heart in a way. So all of these practices together support the uh, insight into the truth of what we are and what we are not. And uh, as, I was, as I was sitting <coughs> excuse me, in, the, in the meditation, I had this image of a, a piece of string that was knotted. And it's like that knot is, is what you could call a sense of self. And then I was having these different images come up, like beautiful, you know, beautifully knotted. Some things very beautifully done, like you, you can see in, people can make all kinds of lovely shapes with just with one piece of cord. So some, you know, it might be a very beautiful self, but it's still kind of, it's still this knot. Uh, or it might be a, a just one very tight, hard knot. Or it might be tangled up with lots of other bits of string, in a kind of complicated tangle. And, uh, and that, in a way, is, is how it is for, you know, when we are identified uh, when we identify this as, as, as me and mine. And I, I like the not image because, uh, well, because um, what can happen is we, you know, we see the knot and then we, then we think, oh, I'm not supposed to have a knot. So then we pull it tight to try and make it not go away. And then we get a tighter and tighter knot. And uh, it's so easy to do that. This sort of idea of a, a view of we shouldn't have it. So uh, just recognizing how that is, how, how easily that can happen. That we have this idea of that I should not be attached to a sense of self, and then, and then that sense of self arises. Maybe a tender one, maybe a vulnerable one, frightened one, and then we go shouldn't have that. <laughs> you know, and then the poor thing is kind of tighter than ever, more stuck than ever. So uh, so not to not to do it that way. But to, uh, I'd say that the wisdom practices are like having a, a, a pointed instrument that can, that can go into the knot. You can start to work at it, start to work it apart, gradually, gradually. And uh, the more we work it apart, the more we can, it's, it eases and loosens, and then eventually we can start to untangle that knot until we just have a, what is it? A piece of string? <laughs> a beautiful cord or a ribbon, whatever it might have. Um, and then, I'm not sure if it quite works as a simile, but I was thinking of the, the heart practices are like putting that knot into warm water, or maybe soapy water, and uh, it starts to loosen in the water, and maybe the soap makes it a little bit more slippery, so it's a bit easier to undo. And they both they're both really uh, val- valuable ways, uh, valuable practices for undoing that knot.
And, uh, and of course, you know, we, we get entangled with others too, so well, this knot gets tied up with that knot. And, uh, <laughs> so the same applies really when they're, when they're between people, you know, there are the, the wisdom practices and the heart practices. And then just being discerning as it were, you know, what, which to use when. Sometimes the heart practices are, are right to use and sometimes they, they, we need something a little bit stronger, a little bit more, a little bit sharper. Depends on the nature of the knot. So to use our own wisdom and discernment in, in, in meeting what we find here in this being. Not to uh, try and force things to, 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 to change, but to use the, the qualities of mindfulness, awareness, and investigation. That's like the sharp, sharp object. Mindfulness, investigation, and energy, persistence. That means doesn't mean like forceful energy, but just persistence to uh, to keep investigating, to keep keep understanding, and uh, to gradually unravel the you know really we have so many knots from way way back. You know we unravel we can unravel um, you know things from our past. And uh, sometimes, you know how it is when you're un untying a tangle, sometimes you just you pull out that one piece and then the whole thing just, oh, look at that, you know. So sometimes it's like that, we find one key, key uh, attachment or a belief, and then, and then we're able to just loosen that, and then the whole thing just kind of opens up. So, um, you know, we all have, uh, most people come from a challenge, have some challenges in our past. People don't often come to the path unless we have at least a few knocks along the way that make us think about, you know, what is the meaning of life and what is this all about and how do I make my way through this. So, uh, you know, we, we, many people, many of us, I imagine, probably everybody, has um, some pain or challenge or, uh, or maybe places we don't want to feel or we're maybe ashamed of or uh, are afraid to touch into. Well, if, even if we don't have that now, maybe we have had that in our lives. And uh, but those those places that from our past are, you know, they, they are turning towards them is is the unraveling of the knot. So um, if we if we feel a sense of shame then to turn towards that with great love, not with a sharp object, but with great love and uh, warmth and interest, listening, a listening ear, and just to, to allow that, that gentleness and that attention, kindness to, to transform 
the shame or to listen to the story of that part in us that feels ashamed or feels afraid or out of our depth. And uh, I think we all have parts of ourselves that, that we sort of put away somewhere. Can't quite deal with it now, but that way. It's something that we do when we're growing up, in the ways, the ways that we survive childhood, <laughs> you know, where we sort of put parts of ourselves away, lock them away, or tell them to shut up, or try to keep them down. And then uh, when we start to practice, we need to put our arm around those parts and, and bring them back in with uh, kindness and interest. And that allows the, the stuck energy from those, those past experiences to be brought into the present and uh, integrated into our present practice and our life. So it's a kind of a paradox, you know, it, it, it sounds when you hear the words, no self, no self, no problem, you know, you think like, oh, I just won't, you know, just don't relate to this as a self, you know. But it's much more subtle than that. So the, the awareness can embrace whatever is going on here. Um, it's not simple. It's not, it's not a rational process in some ways. It's a an intuitive and explorative process of, of uh, seeing what needs to be um, brought into consciousness and then gradually unraveled and, uh, and using our discernment to see well what's the best way to meet this you know is it, is it, is it uh, a sharp clear penetrative Awareness, or is it a, a gentle, soft, welcoming awareness? They each have their time. And uh, we can sometimes feel a little bit um, afraid of well, so what, what's going to happen, you know? If there's no self, if I can't have a sense of self to hold on to, then what? You know? Do I even want that? can feel frightening. But uh, it's not like we, we turn into a, a blob or a zombie or that everybody you know, turns into like cookie cutter versions of human beings. But uh, we, we become nature. We are responsive as nature is responsive. And uh, and when we've been talking about the kilesas, you know, when the kilesas are are gone, whether that's for a moment or for a, for good, then you know what arises is wisdom and compassion, wisdom and any of those heart qualities. It's like our, our true nature that's waiting to be realized. And so uh, it's very important along the, the path when we're practicing not to get into this uh, judgmental kind of 
tyrannical um, mode or attitude towards ourselves, our practice. Because that's the self having a go at the self. And uh, it, it just leads to more and more dukkha. So, uh, to explore how to meet this experience with, uh, with interest, with patience, with kindness, with clarity, with uh, forgiveness. <coughs> and uh, the more we can do that here with this one, then it gets a little easier to do it out there with others too. Or it might be that if it's easy for you to do it with others, but it's difficult to do it here. Sometimes it goes that way around. So if that's the case, uh, that, was, that was very much true for me when I first started to practice. It's really easy for me to be forgiving and you know, accommodating and patient with, with others, but with myself, very, very little. You know, it's just like everything was wrong, 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 wrong. And so, um, I know it sounds a little strange, but one can even just, you know, imagine oneself to be, you know, to be someone else. So if I'm Elizabeth, I'm not going to be, if I put myself here, I'm not going to be harsh and critical. I'm going to be saying, it's okay, I'm doing great, keep going, you know. But then I, so, but I might not be saying that to myself. So just to imagine that you can just take yourself out there and put yourself over there, and then you start to have more of a, a kind and um, accepting relationship with, with the, you know, what's left here. And I think patience is a huge part of the path. Because uh, if we're in a hurry to get it all done, you know, we're going to, well, you know how it is. If, if say, if you've got a, a big tangle and you've got to, you're trying to get it all sorted really quick, you're just going to get more and more tangled. So, patience. It's going to take a while. <laughs> But in the meantime, as we do the work, you know, we're freeing ourselves up little by little. There's a little bit more space, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more acceptance, a little bit more kindness. And, uh, and that will affect people around us, people will notice, you know, whether we're, we're expressing it to them or not. Whether we're focusing on them or not, they'll just they'll notice that. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's more space, more more kindness. So to really um, you know to to take this path on as a as a full practice, it's not uh, don't you know you're, you're here on this retreat of the new year, and, uh, and then we've got the whole year ahead of us now, perhaps, if we live that long. We've got the whole year ahead of us, and, and so, you know, find, to find ways to sustain our practice over this year, day by day, and to, to look 
and see for you yeah, what is what is most important. Where's the where where is the work that you need to do? What do you want to focus on? It will change through the year because as you focus on something, things start to change, and then it's like okay, I can shift my focus now. But just starting from here, yeah, what is it? Which particular part of the knot do you want to start working at? And to do the work without great expectations. <laughs> Not great expect ex expectations for our own accomplishment or for other people's appreciation of the work we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a Tibetan teaching, I think it's the seven point, uh, seven point mind training and uh, the last point of the seven point mind training is don't expect a standing ovation. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> so maybe nobody will notice that you're doing the work, but you just do it anyway. <laughs> little by little. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you know it anyway. But the, you know, the the path is not it's not nice and flat and linear. It is uh, a very varied terrain, and uh, sometimes we're you know walking on beautiful hillsides with sun and flowers, and sometimes we're on long you know plateaus. Sometimes we're climbing beautiful mountain peaks and looking out over the view and then seeing, oh my goodness, there's a lot more mountains to climb. You know? And uh, sometimes we get stuck in the bogs. Then often we need a, a friend or two to help us out. So just that's, you know, the journey is like that. It's, it's not, uh, even though it looks nice and tidy in the books, it's not tidy. And not to get discouraged, you know, if you're, if you're exhausted making your way up a mountain of, of something that you're working with, or if you, and if you get, if you do find yourself stuck in the bogs, you know, in depression or sense of despair or fear, reach out to someone, you know, ask for some help. Because uh, it's not our, um, we, we weren't born to just get stuck and lost. We were born to gradually find our way back to the truth of what we are, which is a state of freedom. And uh, there are a lot, you know, even though you don't hear it on the news, there are a lot of good people out there and in here, actually, right now. So, uh, so please don't, don't, uh, don't get stuck when you could reach out and take a hand and someone can help you. We all need that sometimes. And, uh, so I really just, that's it really, I want to wish you well, wish all of us well in our practice over this coming year. 
who knows where it's going to take us. And, uh, yeah, I hope that image of the knot is, is useful to you, especially don't pull it tighter. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.